Welcome to Jags Drive Time with John Osher and Brian Sexton. Sexton. Jags Drive Time starts right now. Welcome to Jags Drive Time Monday morning following that win over the Cowboys, 40-34. to To say that it was dramatic, well, it doesn't do it enough justice. Welcome. I'm Brian Sexton along with John Osher. And John, deja vu all over again as the Jaguars get set to head to New York. I feel like I am watching that team in 1996 that every week the drama in the locker room after the game just keeps getting bigger and greater and stronger. Yeah, and... It's funny, you and I are both there, Brian, and it, it uh, there's some very technical similarities as well. You know, you had the win early, early in the streak against Baltimore, yeah. and then just a waylaying loss against Pittsburgh that year, and then they got hot after that. You had the waylaying loss against Detroit, uh, and then all of a sudden, one day you wake up, and the scenarios are now in your control. And that was the same thing that happened in 96. You, I remember sending out notes to other writers about Jaguars playoff scenarios, and they were laughing. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, one day, they control their destiny. Well, this is earlier. I mean, they are in this thing now. If they don't lose, they're in. If you go back to 96, they didn't control their destiny until the fourth quarter of that game when they found out Kansas City lost. Uh, they controlled it. Uh, going it, If they won Seattle that year, they were in. Well, but, we're in a situation yeah. right now where if the Jaguars win. Yeah, they're in. They're in. Right. And, and, and where would we have been? If we had said that on these airwaves at the end of October, people wouldn't believe it. No, I, I think a couple weeks ago there had been people who didn't believe it. And uh, credit to him, there's so much to talk about. Yeah, lots to talk it, about. It, it was a, uh, it, to me, it, it it was a Rushmore game in the history of this franchise. 100%. Because of, I think, where it's going to take them. And we'll talk about some of those scenarios as we go through. A special guest will join us in the B block of the show today. You won't want to miss that. Let's start with big things. And look, are you kidding me? At what point yesterday did you think this thing was over? Um, when Dak Prescott threw the touchdown to give the lead back to the Cowboys? How about when Trevor Lawrence fumbled? How about when the Jags go three and out on their first drive of overtime? How about when the Cowboys have the ball right there? They need 12, 13 yards to set up a potential game-winning field goal in overtime. It just never seemed like this was going the Jaguars' way until it did. 
You know, it's crazy. I don't even think I ever had a pick six uh, before today. So that was pretty, yeah, I know. That's, that's crazy. So I think that was pretty cool uh, to do. Uh, that just that's that, that's like that, that's a play you dream about ever since like you you like eight years old. Ever since I started playing this game, man, just to be able to um, be, be be the guy to to, to um, you know make a play like that to, for us to get that win. So that, that was pretty cool to do, man. And like I was telling everybody else, man, uh, we got another one here in five days. It's, I mean, four days is pretty important, man. And, and I'm I'm just excited to get on to this next one. Big thing, too, playoff possibilities. We just ran through the scenarios. Jaguars win, they are in. Obviously, that includes a trip to New York for Thursday night football against the Jets on Sunday. Players are very keyed into what's possible for them with three games left to play. We know and understand as a team, if we lose, we out the playoffs. If we win every game from here on out, we're going to get in the playoffs. And I think everybody having that sense of urgency, um, big on details, they focus them more. Um, there's not a lot of lack of days days that we have, or not a lot of bad days that we have. I think everybody know exactly what we got in front of us, and we just attack them. And by the way, Arden Key is mic'd up this week for Jags Wired. You'll see that on the website. You won't want to miss that. Arden Key, one of the great talkers in that Jaguars locker room. Final thought. The Jaguars' defense yesterday, at one point, you're scratching your head. They can't stop the Cowboys. They're doing whatever they want with play action, especially. And the Cowboys were up 21-7. You're thinking, man, are they going to get something done? Then, if you recall, and it was a play I think a lot of people have forgotten, Foye Aluakon stuffs Tony Pollard on third and one, drops him for a seven-yard loss at the very end of the first half. That was sort of that moment where I think it turned, and the Jaguars' defense did just enough throughout the course of the rest of the game until, again, at the end when they did everything that it took to win, and that's the way this team is playing on that side of the ball. Biggest key of the game was after, uh, you know, Trevor fumbled, unfortunately, but, you know, we had three timeouts left. We didn't stop. A lot of teams might kick it in. Like, they got a minute left. We got three timeouts left. Make those stops as soon as possible. Uh, get a ball back to the offense, and I know, I just know how explosive they can be. They did what they needed to do to get that field goal. And you just have the feeling, and I think it's the first time in a long time, I can't even go back, maybe forever, that you knew when the Jaguars got the ball back at the end that Trevor was going to give them a shot to kick the game-winning field goal. You just had that sense that this offense was going to move the ball against the fifth-rated defense in the NFL, John. Yeah, and I think that's where I sort of uh, maybe didn't see the game the same way you did. Um, once they got it to 31-27, even when they were down and even when Trevor got stopped or even when Trevor fumbled, I guess I've seen this team and this offense move the ball so efficiently late in games that I kind of thought they were still in it the whole way. And I think that's what this team is is different than any Jaguars team I've been around, certainly. But you it, thought when he fumbled. I thought even when they fumbled, they were going to get the ball back. Okay. I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not disingenuous well, enough to yeah. say that I knew they were going to win the game, but I didn't think it was over. And then if Trevor gets the ball and this offense gets the ball on their own 15 with a minute left, they are now an offense that you expect to go score. I'm not saying I thought they were going to win the entire time. Okay. But I never really felt like they were out of it in overtime. I even thought they were going to have a chance because of what we talked about last week. The defense was giving up yards, but then every other down and distance cycle, they were getting stops to put themselves in good situation. Uh, you mentioned in your quick thoughts. Uh, Roy Robertson Harris, uh, Dwan Smoot were getting Corey tackles Peters for losses. Made a big tackle. Yep. That were putting them behind the sticks 
where I thought the defense did exactly what we talked about they had to do. They weren't going to stop them, but they had to make impact plays to create good situations for them, and they did a great job with it. But that. I didn't see that coming when they had their third turnover of the game with less I'll than two minutes a little to better play. Than yeah, I guess you're a little more sunny-eyed <laughs> optimist than me. Uh, and then, of course, on that drive, right, minute 13 left to play or minute 25, something like that, and Smoot gets the tackle for a loss. And then Corey Peters and then Darius Williams defends Noah Brown down the field. By the way, in Dallas, they are crucifying the Cowboys for throwing that deep ball instead of running it and forcing the Jaguars to use their final timeout. Mike McCarthy is getting no safe harbor on that deal. But this is the way the Jaguars play defense right now. And yeah. maybe this is the way you do it in the modern game when you have a quarterback. They did end up with three sacks and eight quarterback hits and those two interceptions by Rayshon Jenkins. They did just enough, John, to give the Jaguars a chance to win. Yeah, and uh, I kind of pulled Josh Allen aside a little bit after the game last night. I, I, it's fascinating to me the way this team plays, and I, I guess it's not so complicated. It, it's bend but don't break, but it's taken that to an extreme. It, it, the impressive thing about this defense, uh, I, I don't know if it was doing it three or four weeks ago, but – even when it's not playing particularly well, they play hard on every yep. snap. The uh, fumble forced by Quarterman last week, the interceptions yesterday, they gave up a lot of yards. But for some reason, maybe uh, defying what's really going on in the field, these guys keep believing they're going to make a stop. Well, Even when the evidence suggests that they're not going to, and that's what they have to do. And if you, if, if you can keep that belief in this league right now, you can make a enough big plays to get a really good offense the ball back they've seen some good quarterbacks this year have given them problems but the next three weeks they see Zach Wilson who just came off the bench they see Davis Mills who's beaten them a couple of times and Ryan Tannehill again I like the defense's chance to continue to make plays when we come back on Jags drive time a special guest who maybe you've gotten to know in recent weeks will join us for highlights and we'll also have hot takes coming up it is a big Monday morning as the Jaguars find themselves in control of their own playoff destiny win and they're in and boy did they win on Sunday one of the most dramatic wins in Jaguars history we'll see if you remember another one when we come back All right, let's see if you remember this from Monday Night Football in 1997. Clyde Simmons with his 14th career block kick sends the ball back the other way. Chris Hudson steps up. You see that white sneaker on the field? That was Bill Cower who reached out with his fist in frustration. That was an unbelievable ending to the Jaguars' first Monday Night game. And yesterday felt the exact same way. Welcome back, Jags Drive Time. Brian Sexton, along with John Osier and Asher Grodman from CBS hit television show Ghosts. And maybe you have found out in recent weeks <laughs> that you are a huge Jaguars fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's been so much fun to be in the stadium and around for these last few games. I think I've seen two of the greatest finishes uh, in team history between the Ravens game and, and uh, yesterday. My voice is a little shot. Yeah, I, I feel like so. my, my cells are still vibrating. How long did it take the... you to get to sleep last night? I'm not sure I slept. Yeah. It was kind of on and off the whole evening. I kept thinking about, you know, I, this is play like after play, play after play, play, play. replaying the whole thing. I went back and I watched uh, game tape 
<laughs> you can do that now. I can do that now. Now, did your girlfriend watch game tape with you? That if no, Sam she was, was like, please no. Then, yeah, she's she like, no, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Although you, you appear to have converted Sam to be a bit of a Jaguar. Fan. Yeah, I, I, there's we'll a whole contingency here, uh, including uh, uh, Rose MacGyver, who's on my show, who yeah. uh, is now a Jaguars fan. Yeah. Well, we're thrilled to have you. You want to go through the highlights with us? Let's do it. All right, we'll start with Rayshon Jenkins. Jaguars trailed this ball game, 27 to 17. And Rayshon Jenkins came up with a huge red zone play. Second and 18. Prescott in trouble again. Running away and looking. And it's high and it's intercepted. The Jags have it. Jenkins has it. Down to the 20. Penalty at the end of it. The ferocity with which he went back towards the goal line there was amazing. Yeah, he... he, uh, The way he played yesterday. It's the way he plays, period. I also thought... uh, there's so many highlights you can't show them all. I thought the Zay Jones touchdown right before this was the play that really got them back in it. Mm-hmm. But then they had to do something to follow. They were still not out of time, but getting the Zay Jones touchdown and then getting this interception immediately to where you had red zone and didn't have to drive again, all of a sudden it didn't feel like a comeback anymore. Yeah, and also the uh, I don't know if you're going to show one of these highlights or not, but the consistent pressure as the game went on from Arden Key and Dewan Smoot was incredible. And Caleb on chase on on that. And Caleb play. on chase on that one, which but nice to see him stepping great up. Great to see that. That, by the way, did not end in a touchdown because of the penalty. It went back, mm-hmm. but a few plays later, it was time for Marvin Jones Jr. to st- take stage right. Lawrence lofting in for the touchdown, Marvin Jones. 24 to 14, and all of a sudden, everybody believed him. What a great catch. You like how Brian threw out the stage right because he had an actor on the show. Oh, like that. that's yeah. it, really. That was Brian, I, I, I well stumbled done. on it, but whatever, it worked. I, I, I got to say on that, there, uh, this is the first time in my lifetime, and I've been a Jaguars fan since the beginning, so the first time in this team history, I guess, where at the end of the game, you want the ball in the offense's hands, and you don't really care how much time is on the clock. And on that play, the previous one is a drop by Evan Ingram, which the mm-hmm. ball was catchable. It was a hard catch, but it was a catchable. And you felt like the energy, like, oh, God, here we go. And to be able to come back and hit that, it's a great throw. It's a great route. He's a little held there. Yeah, just a little bit. A little bit, bit of a holding. Um, All right. The Jack's, fan on the desk. Yeah, no, I and uh, and uh, I think one thing about that that I think he touched on, Remember the Ravens game where uh, Marvin uh, Jones had the touchdown? Yes. And I said after that, I, I was hoping it was a touchdown, but I was feeling like it didn't matter that much because I thought they were going to score the next play. Mm. They, they sort of did the same thing. That was a third down uh, touchdown that uh, Marvin Jones caught. But I think in the past, if you had dropped that Evan Ingram, I mean, I hate to even call it a drop, but if you don't make the Evan Ingram play, then you feel like, okay, they're going to kick a field goal. Now you feel like there's this feeling of not being surprised when they score a touchdown in those yeah. situations. Yeah. That's a huge change from six weeks ago and from, you know, a decade. All right, fourth quarter now. Jaguars still trail in this ball game, but they got their first three and out on the first series of the fourth quarter. Roy Robertson-Harris made a couple of big plays, and this was one of them. So the Jaguars get the ball back. First punt of the day for the Cowboys go right down the field. And this was a beautiful throw by Lawrence to Zay Jones for his third touchdown of the day. Stan, one of their stars needs to step up. Lawrence, palms, throws, caught for the 
Zay Jones. When you see the end zone view of that ball, wow, right there. And that, that, the, the little, right here, this little move that he makes, this is just knowing each other well. To say, I'm going to step into this open space and not make you squeeze this in with a foot between me and a defender. The, the, the chemistry that is, uh, <laughs> this is very exciting to see. Yeah, to me, this was the special play of the comeback. Uh, the Marvin Jones was a nice touchdown. But it, it was schemed, and I think a lot of quarterbacks and receivers make the uh, play. Uh, this one was next level uh, seeing the second and third thing happen. Uh, if, if we're going to show the Zay Jones catch right at the end of the game to, to uh, force the field goal. We are. I'll wait. Okay. <laughs> so there's about six minutes left in the ball game, and we kind of knew what to expect, right? This is Dak Prescott and the Cowboys offense, which is one of the best in the league. And you're thinking, you're calculating in your mind, how much time is left? Can the Jaguars do something if the Cowboys score? They did. Here's Dak Prescott finding Noah Brown. Third down. Prescott spins away. Looking to throw on the run. Does so. It's caught for the touchdown. Noah Brown. Yep. I mean, that's what Prescott does. And what a beautiful throw. Now you're down 34-31 with three minutes to play. But as you guys have mentioned, nobody is phased at all by what's going on because Trevor Lawrence gets the ball back. And Trevor heads up the field. And then this moment, this is the first moment where I thought, okay, they played well. They got back into it. It's not going to be their day. First zone, he can just sit. It's exactly what he did there for the first down. More pressure, Lawrence spins away. How did he do it? Still on his feet, inside the foot. Ball is loose, and it comes out, and the Cowboys have it. You see how close they are to game time, tying field goal range, and that. Yeah, and he'll learn here to uh, go down right here. Uh, this is a play that in high school and college, he makes that cut, no and, and, and he's maybe standing in the end zone. In the NFL, you make that cut, and a, and a, and a big, strong man knocks it out of your hands. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but you also can't really fault the competitiveness and the uh, flair with which this kid plays the game. What'd you think? I, I mean, I <laughs> this is uh, uh, this will give you insight into my fandom. So, halfway through the game, uh, I'm in the suite, and I met Marcus Stroud, and we started talking in the back of the suite. But we couldn't see the field. But the second that I started standing there. The comeback began. So uh, I was scared. To, I, I was like, I'm scared to move from this spot. And everything was just the crowd in front of me cheering. And that's how I knew it was working. This was the one moment in that spot where everyone was like, oh, no. So you moved. So I moved a yeah. little bit. And then I quickly went back. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's, you, you have it. You have the, the, the game. And I think there's, there's uh, Trevor's, what, 23? Yeah. 20, if I was 23 and had that level of pressure and, and the ability to know that I can do it. And I'm the confidence so he's got. That's it. And, uh, and I, I probably would have made that turn, too, and try to see if I can get up the field and win the game right now. All right, um, so then the defense comes in, guys, as you recall, and that was when Smoot had the drop and, uh, for a three-yard loss, and then Corey Peters makes the play, and then the Cowboys make the decision to throw it down the field. Darius Williams is there. So the Jaguars get the ball back with a minute 13 and a timeout left. They navigate up the field, right? They get the timeout back after Evan Ingram's, you know, he, he got his elbow down out of bounds, and they, they overturn it. And then this play, which is as good a play as you can ask for. 
Cowboys come with pressure. Lawrence in trouble. Throw. He's got a completion. Jones dives down to the 31, and they can stop it with five seconds left. They're in field goal range. And because Evan Ingram got out of bounds, they gave him the ability to throw it. Look at this ball go through Wilson's hands. Oh, my goodness. What an amazing play. Yeah, and don't discount here special athletic ability. You ask me, why is Trevor special? And I think as time goes on, you're going to be saying, why is he special for a million different reasons, including what he sees on the field, how he calls games of the line of scrimmage. He's not there on those fronts yet. He's moving to his left and is flushed out of the pocket on the game-deciding play and is able to throw the ball back across his body. Don't underestimate how hard that throw was. And on time, as again, we saw it go through that defensive back's hands. All right, here's the field goal that tied it up. And you can feel the emotion just coming out of the stands as Riley Patterson boots this one through. It's on the shoulders of Riley Patterson now. Kick is up, and it is good! A lot of Cowboys fans there, but you heard the Jaguars So let's set up the last Let's highlight. get overtime. Can I, before we do it, can I just yeah. say, uh, that, that we're not showing it, but there was a superhuman effort on Evan Ingram's, on Evan Ingram to get out of bounds on that previous play. Yep. And there was a, uh, they were reviewing it because there was a timeout that was on the line. Uh, it was an amazing play for him to get out on his own, uh, uh, on his own, own effort. It was big time athleticism too, because if you, if you notice, he was able to keep his knees off the yeah. ground while he was going down. If one of his knees hits, it's over. It doesn't count. Yeah. That, so that's as big as. Well, you don't have the timeout to exactly. get the field goal. Yeah. Right. Which puts yourself yeah. throwing a sideline route, yeah, which the Cowboys have to defend. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. much more difficult. So you get there. So let's set up the final play, right? Jaguars go three and out mm -hmm. on their drive of overtime. Cowboys get a 25 yard completion to start their overtime and get up the field. And they need 10, 15 yards for a game winning field goal. They get to this particular moment, and you're thinking, man, they're so close. Here is one of the most dramatic plays in Jaguars history. Third and four, blitz coming. Prescott throws backwards and intercepted. Jenkins has another one. Racing down the sidelines. Rayshon Jenkins is going to win it. I'm not sure what to say. I mean, except, how about Trey Herndon with the defense? Incredible. He'd had a bad day until that play. Yeah. Yeah, and at as much criticism as uh, Josh Allen has received this year from fans, some pressure there, flushed him out of the pocket. If if you're not forcing him a little off balance to his left, I don't think he makes a throw that was defensible. You know, so uh, takes a village, Brian. And those are the highlights when we come back to Jags Drive Time on a Wednesday. It feels like Wednesday. On a Monday morning, Jaguars leave for New York on Wednesday. We'll have hot takes from John Azure. This is Jags Drive Time from TIAA Bank Field on a Monday morning. Jaguars victorious over the Cowboys, 40-34. to We're back in a moment. Well, our program this morning is brought to you by our friends at Car Shield. If your car is out of manufacturer's warranty, don't get stuck with expensive mechanical and computer screen repairs. Call CarShield now. Epitomizes this team, you know, fight back. You know, we go on a little run. Those next two or three series offensively, we were, we were just moving the ball up and down the field. 
and then we get we get them down at the end. We're down by three. You know, have three minutes left on that drive. Putting together a good drive, had a nice run, and then I fumble. You know, trying to cut back. You know, I'm kind of right away. I was like, oh, game's over. You know, fumbled, and I was just obviously, you know, couldn't believe it. You know, I was disappointed. And then I look up, I'm like we got well, we got three timeouts. Our defense has been bowing up every time we've needed them today. So. I'm standing there at, at our defense's mercy, just you know, praying we get a stop, and really believed in those guys, just what they've shown, and didn't even flinch. You know, when I'm walking off, they're all picking me up, walking off after the fumble. They're like, "We got you," you know, and that's just the mindset of this team. And no matter what happens, you just got to keep playing. I think we've, I mean, we've all seen. I, I mentioned even like the game, the Vikings game the other night. You, you got to keep playing. So it's, you never know what's in store on the next play, and if you're think, if you're too busy thinking about the last one, you're going to miss it. So I think that's a, a great example of you know, how we were able to do that today. Um, just battled some adversity and um, it was always the Jags, as Dewey would say, so. The way that he stood at the podium and described his confidence in the defense, right? Uh, and then to watch Smoot and Corey Peters, that play that he made getting mm -hmm. Tony Pollard. If he isn't there, Pollard scoots for a first down and, and the game is over. Oh, and yeah. instead, he made that great move to get him and get him on the ground. Um, we've talked all season about complimentary football. That was what it was yesterday. Yeah, it's uh, one thing before we start hot takes that's interesting. If you remember at the top, we showed clips from uh, Foyer, yes. um, Arden Key, and uh, Rayshon Jenkins. Those are all guys this team didn't draft. They've come in as free agents. It's, it's sometimes difficult to bring a team together that is free agents from different guys, especially about what happened last year. Uh, all of these guys feel and have felt from day one like they're going in the, in the same direction, especially Rayshon. I'm thinking he comes in last year with the mess that's going on. Most times a free agent like that sort of plays the second year, fizzles out, and it's over. We've seen that a million times. Yeah. Uh, that, to me – Trevor Lawrence is the main storyline of this team. But the fact that these guys have come together in that way is very interesting and uh, I think not to be taken for granted. By the way, uh, since we're talking about free agent classes, the three receivers combined have, what, 205 catches, 1,640 yards, and uh, 12 or 14 touchdowns? Yeah, then I you mean, throw Arden Key yeah. and uh, Foya Lucan in there. And, and Darius Williams, who had some huge plays. A yesterday. lot of credit to uh, Trent Baalke and his team yeah. for the free agent class they put together because as we go down this stretch, all of those guys are playing incredibly significant roles um, as this team grows. And you don't, as we've talked, you don't always get that. You just don't get there. All right, time for hot takes. And we'll start with you, Mr. Osier. Um, mine is uh, football is fun again. Finally. Whew, I'm sure I and still for that. That's pretty obvious, but I think the the interesting thing is it's fun, and this is a cool run, but I, I think I said last week, it's got some spine to it. Yeah. It's it, It's got a foundation uh, mainly because of the quarterback. Right. It's going to be fun for a long, long time, uh, and if you're not enjoying this, I don't know what you're you – know, and. I continue to get emails from fans saying, well, they're not this, or maybe we should temper expectations. And I'm like, this team's waited, for, this team has waited for like, go temper now. 12 years. Yeah. 
if if the fans aren't allowed to get excited now, yeah, what are you worried about? What are you doing this for? Yeah. You may as well just go watch Ghost. Uh, well, please do, by the way. That's, that would on, be that's on, that's on Thursday do. nights, right? Thursday what nights. This Although Thursday? this Thursday you should probably watch the Jets and Jaguars game. Right. I will be. Right. Actually, we're not. We're not even on this Thursday. So go watch the Jets. And go Jaguars. watch. You catch up on the episodes of Ghost that you missed with yeah, Paramount, Paramount Plus, Plus. Everyone, exactly. All right. Um, I love the shirt, by the way. Thank you. I was I was there for this yeah. and screaming in the stands saying that he, he wasn't down. He wasn't. No, yeah. trust me, he was not down. And every once in a while, my son still to this day will say. You know what, he really wasn't down. Like, he, he really wasn't, he wasn't down. He really wasn't down. Really. If okay, people didn't believe your fandom before. Oh, yeah. And I'll tell uh, this uh, the one of the coolest moments, uh, in, I, I think, in Jaguars history is the uh, the pregame little video they made with uh, John Malkovich. Yes. Uh, for that. Oh, and yeah. my fellow Ghost cast member, Richie Moriarty, plays the director in that who, he, who he's yelling at in that. Uh, in that I gave me clip. chills that morning when I saw it. Oh, him. it was amazing. It was great stuff. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's have your hot take. With hey, with a little flair, okay. With a little flair. Well, uh, um, I, I think this will surprise no one because I've been screaming it since I saw the Ravens game uh, this year. We are going to the playoffs. That's it. We're going to the playoffs. There's no question in my mind. Uh, people have <laughs> gotten me to repeat it over and over again. Um, I, I will say this though. I believe we're going to the playoffs. I think we're going to win this division. I will say I think the Jets game and the Texans game are going to be a lot harder than people think. Yeah. Uh, we cannot turn the ball over three times against the Jets. And the Texans uh, are just grinning ear to ear at the idea of seeing us the game before we see the Titans. So we have to be very careful and disciplined because the – and I'm just going to come out and say it. The Jack Del Rio teams, and I blame this on Jack Del Rio, oh. would lose these. Wow, well, you do know your stuff. They, they would lose these games because – well, I have my opinions on Jack Del Rio as a coach, but uh, this is this is a, a moment of uh, if you can find the maturity to say, okay, we just beat some amazing teams. Right. Well, the Jets and the Texans don't look so good, but the Texans just put up a tougher fight against the, the Chiefs than we did. Yep. Um, if you go back and look at at, at those teams, the Jaguars had a remarkable penchant for losing the final three games of the regular yeah. season mm -hmm. in his tenure here. Yeah. Right? Um, I just don't get that sense with Doug. No. That this team. I, this team is so well coached to be yep. sitting there with all three timeouts. I mean, the, Doug Peterson has done a masterful job this yep. year. There are other coaches who have teams that have done bigger things in terms of the playoffs this year mm -hmm. that will get more notoriety for coach of the year. But if this team wins the division and you dial in on what Doug Peterson and his staff had to deal with, my goodness, people will have to give him credit. Just look at the passing game. It is so creative and yep. these screens and these swings. And, 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 and it, it's hard because you're – you're the uh, the act you followed yeah. was what it was, so he may not get enough credit. But I think this is the best coaching. There was a period where Coughlin started the season like three and one with one of the least talented Jaguars teams mm -hmm. ever. Uh, but I think this might be the best coaching uh, run uh, season I've seen. The it's case really for for Doug Peterson for coach of the year is you look at 21 right. and you went it <laughs> was that it was that now it's this yeah 100 yeah. percent. All right, here's mine. That was the most important Jaguars win in a generation. Look, I don't I can't tell you how many people I saw with their kids in this stadium the week before Christmas with that quarterback playing the way he is. Let me tell you, they will sell more Trevor Lawrence jerseys in the next 5 days leading up to Christmas than they've sold all season long, maybe in any 5-day period since he first arrived since draft night. 
this place went crazy and it's you need you have to have moments like that that cement your fans your young fans in particular with this team every kid in this building left yesterday with big dreamy eyes yeah. of Trevor Lawrence and their football team, and all of them will be out of school and staying up well past normal bedtime <laughs> on Thursday night to watch the Jaguars and the Jets. When you think about those generational wins, yeah. this is one of them. As big Pittsburgh in 2017 in the playoffs, oh, both God. Pittsburgh wins in um, in 2007. I mean, I can yeah. go back and give you a, a dozen of them, but mm-hmm. this is right there with them. I just saw a tear roll down Kim's cheek because now she knows what she's getting for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Okay, um, I, I will Trevor say Trevor Lawrence I, jersey. Trevor Lawrence, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. yeah. I will say I had uh, I brought a cast member of uh, of mine, a fellow cast member Rose McGiver, who plays yeah. Sam on Ghosts, and and she didn't know anything about football, and she is now a Jaguars fan after witnessing that game. So and I think that's you're what right. she's getting for Christmas too. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> I'd like one. <laughs> All right. When we come back, closing thoughts, and we'll give you a little preview to uh, Sunday. Sunday, Thursday, when the Jaguars host. Let me get this right. When the Jaguars go to New York, I was going to say host because you're going to be at the game. It's, it's in a your team city. called the the Jet the Mets the yeah. Jets the, yeah, Jets, the Jets the New right. York Jets. That's right. We don't talk about them very much. You know, all no right. one really does. So it's easy to forget. Hey, the Jaguars would like to thank JEA's frontline teams for all they do to help our community thrive. Please help us recognize JEA's frontline team of the game, representing the 2,000 employees who work hard to serve you each and every day. Here are this week's. Honorees, the JEA Frontline Team of the Game. Well, Magellan moves the freight, folks. Magellan Transport is voted the coolest office space in Jacksonville. You can apply online at www.magellanlogistics.com to help Magellan move the freight. Hey, shout out to our Florida Lottery High School Scholar Athlete is Braden Cunningham. He's proven academic excellence, dedication to the community, and demonstrated leadership on and off the field. The Bright Future Scholarship Program, which is primarily funded by the Florida Lottery, assists students in pursuing post-secondary education and career goals. Braden is a football player and weightlifter from Fleming Island. He's got a 3.64 GPA and hopes to continue his career academically and athletically at the University of Florida in the fall of 2024. Brian, John, and Azure Grodman, our celebrity guest this week from the hit show Ghosts, which you can find not only on CBS, but on Paramount Plus Thursday after the Jaguars game in New York. You, um, This is like Jaguar Nirvana for you this week. You go from this game to New York, your town. Not that's your, right, yeah. Your team yeah, comes no. to your town. That's right, that's a better way to put Will it, you yeah. be, um, you be beating your chest? You'd be saying, "Oh yeah, talk a little trash." Oh my God, Jets yeah. fans involved. Well, I am, I am, I am a nervous fan, okay. so I will. I, I'm very confident of where they're headed, but I will be dying on the inside through most of it, and and then you know moments of relief and moments of torture. It'll be a roller coaster, uh, and then afterwards I'll probably be insufferable. <laughs> <laughs> I hope. I hope so too. Uh, quick a couple thoughts. Uh, we'll be watching the injury report on this short week. Yeah, both offensive tackles left the game at some point yesterday. Yeah. Uh, Trayvon Walker obviously was not active, mm-hmm. though we heard that he might have been. We'll see where he's at this week on the short mm-hmm. week. Anyone else that I've missed? Uh, Travis Etienne left the game briefly, but came back in. Yeah. Uh, but, th- you know, the two tackles, I mean, this is why you 
drafted and kept Walker Little on the roster. So uh, credit to him for playing well yesterday. I would anticipate that he'll have a role. And may I just say, if I had had told you a week ago that the Jaguars' offensive line would outplay the Cowboys' offensive line, you would have laughed me off. One sack allowed. One. And it was a great move by Micah Parsons. Great, yeah. Who who sold the outside rush to Sheriff, and then Sheriff couldn't adjust Mm -hmm. as Parsons came back inside. Also, the Jaguars got eight hits on Dak Prescott and three sacks. And if you consider, that's almost a quarter of their season total because the Cowboys came in only allowing 16 mm-hmm. oh, the know. whole year. So the Jaguars' pass rush without Trayvon Walker stepped up to the challenge. Uh, we, we and that see, pass yeah. rush over time yeah. rattled. You have to give Prescott the interceptions a little bit yeah. to him being a little rattled for that pass rush. All right, short week. It's never easy to move on a short week, but the Jaguars are in New York on Thursday night to take on the Jets. Every game, as we've said throughout the course of this hour and will continue to say, is like a playoff game. So if you count it, guys, final thought, the Jaguars had a playoff game against the Ravens, a playoff game against the Lions, a playoff Mm -hmm. game against the Titans, the Cowboys, and now the Jets. That's five playoff feeling, playoff sort of kind of feeling games in December. Jaguars fans are going to get used to this. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that the Lions was was one, obviously, because the way it went. But what I will say what was amazing about the Lions game is, and my dad's a Lions fan, so we were chatting a lot over the course of the game, is even into the third quarter, I felt like, we're going to come back. And and even with the way that game unfolded, I still had no doubt in going forward that this team can come back from any margin. Uh, And as a Jaguars fan, you can't ask for much more than that. I think we should close with our guest's hot take again. Say it one more time. We are going to the playoffs. That is going to happen. So, I don't know. Book your tickets now. Good night. (laughs) (laughs) That'll do it for Jags Drive Time on a Monday. Asher, thanks for spending time, staying an extra day. Thanks for having me, guys. This is so much fun. It's great to have you, and hopefully we'll have you back for a Titans game maybe in January. I would love that. All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day. We'll talk to you throughout the week. Thursday night, Jaguars and Jets.